another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Dan Flesh, and today we are going to be talking about what everybody is looking forward to, the year 2021, and the marketing trends that will follow. Joining me today, in studio this time, not remote, is Melissa Evans, our Senior Director of Marketing. Melissa, how are you doing today? Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm great. Good, good. Well, let's just jump right in, and I think let's just start with what what do you see as the biggest trend for 2021? Absolutely. Uh, the biggest trend is definitely going to be local. Um, anything and everything that you can do to establish your local presence online um, will definitely help you win. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've all, I mean, in the current times we're in, we've experienced that ourselves. We're now, our, our flexibility is still limited. So we definitely want to not only for our own liking, but you know, there's this big sense of community. We have pride in our community. We want to support the local businesses around that. So how do these businesses take advantage of some of that locality? Um, I mean, definitely the the local trend is heavily influenced by, you know, kind of what we're going through right now. Um, local's always been important, but it's so much more important now with the ability to go to a store and pick up something, the ability to be able to order it or pay for it online, and then someone just bring it out to your car. Uh, people don't want to go into stores right now or they don't want to um, dine in a restaurant. So being able to do carry out. And there's so much competition now. Everyone, you know, is hurting or everyone needs that business to survive. And so when consumers are looking online, you have to make sure that you're showing up from that local aspect. Yeah, I'm finding interesting. I'm seeing a lot of intent now, more so than before, with especially with local. I mean, looking at what some of Google Analytics was talking with or talking about is, you know, they're looking for available near me. It's kind of like what you're saying with grocery stores wanting to go pick it up. So they're not only they're doing all their research beforehand, but. They're not going into stores to just kind of peruse the aisles and see what they want. They go in with an intent and knowing what they want. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, some of the big box retailers, they have so many more resources and they're able to really take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Hey, buy online, pick up on the curb type of thing. But this is definitely something that our local stores need to um, take advantage of and some of our local businesses. And there are some easy things that they can do. Again, just making sure that they're showing up on the local pack when someone's searching for them. Um, maybe they aren't e-commerce, but they could still have the ability to say, hey, this is some of the uh, products we have available or this is, you know, our our dinner special um, and be able to offer that kind of service, even if they aren't able to sell online. I think speaking to what you're saying with the local pack is also taking advantage of all these new features that Google has rolled out to get more information to consumers. Absolutely. I mean, any business should be taking advantage of them. It's something as simple as making sure that your hours are up to date, making sure that you have all of the options listed, dine in, carry out, pick up, delivery. Um, And even with that, partnering with a third party who will deliver your products for you. So that's that is groceries, that is um, retail, that is a restaurant. Um, There are services out there available that people will come and take your orders and and deliver them to your customers. There's really no reason to not take advantage of that. This is huge, obviously, because of the time that we're in. I don't see it going anywhere. Uh, absolutely. I think that's going to be a huge thing that we see is as things return to normal a bit, what sticks? What what of these uh, habits that we've developed over these last couple of months, what stays around? I think that's going to be really interesting to see. Pivoting to our next trend, I know it's near and dear to your heart, data and using data to make decisions. What does that look like? I know we're in a world now where there's more data available than ever before. Mm-hmm. How can a small business leverage that? I know we had talked a little bit about automation, which can be a very scary word for a small mom and pop place. But what does that actually look like and what does that actually mean? Yeah, I mean, data is definitely, I think, 
the way to scare any small business owner. You want to start talking about data. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be. It can be something as easy as go through your CRM. If you don't have a CRM, go through your paper invoices and start to look and see, Can you? are there some trends? Um, who is your customer? Are they young? Are they older? Um, are they female? Are they local? How local are they? Are they within, you know, a five-mile radius, a 10-mile radius? Mm-hmm. Start just looking at the data that you do have available. Um, and then, you know, if when you're ready for that to the next level, there's a huge shift in um, advertising, obviously, for online. Um, so take some of that that budget over to Google and you can actually start targeting based on the data. So again, you may not have a ton of data, but if you know, you know, 90% of your customers are female and within, you know, 40 to 50 years old and they're within a five mile radius, that's a lot of really valuable data that you can take to Google and really um, set your campaigns around that. If you know that they're coming with five miles, then only advertise within that five or 10 mile radius. Don't spend a bunch of money trying to hit your whole entire zip code or your whole entire metro area. Absolutely. That's how you're going to get your biggest bang for your buck. If you, The more data Absolutely. you can put in, the more you're going to get out of that. Yeah. Some other things that you can do, um, you know, as you become a little more sophisticated with the data is start to automate things. Again, that's another really scary term for small business owners. Um, and automation can be very complex, but it can also be as simple as, you know, when someone makes a purchase, um, automate what happens next. Are they getting an email? Um, are you um, calling them? What what types of things can you automate to make your life easier, to engage your customers more, um, and to really just drive that loyalty? So another thing you can do with data, um, again, if you can set up some automated emails, you can start to create an email database. Um, and then as you, you may start with just an email address, but then you can start building up the data based on their purchase history, um, based on how often they're coming in. Um, you can create almost like a rewards program um, with being able to see, okay, this person's come in five times. The sixth one is free. There are third-party companies that you can build rewards programs with. Um, again, that can be complex. It could be costly. Um, you really don't have to. If you have a huge customer base, great. That's a great option. Um, but I don't want even the smaller businesses to be scared away from that. It could be something as easy as a punch card. Again, and you can gather some data. It doesn't have to be highly sophisticated data. Yeah, absolutely. And I think really what we're getting at, part of that with those emails is about engagement and trying to connect with your customers. And that will tie in a little bit with our next piece of I know we've probably said this for what, like three, four years now, but content being king. Yeah, it's 10 years. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Contents aren't going anywhere. Mobile phones aren't going anywhere. Phones aren't getting dumber. People are spending more and more time with their phones. It's amazing that we still find time to spend on our phones considering Absolutely. how much time we do. But again, content can be something as a business owner. It, I'm running my business. How can I have time to create content that's worth people engaging with? Yeah. Okay. So the creation of content, there's, there's tons of options. I just really want to reiterate the importance of the content. Um, more so now than ever, it's so competitive. Um, every industry is highly competitive and everyone is fighting for that next customer. So you want to stay top of mind and you're going to do that with content. So whether it's an email in a very filled email box, um, a social media post on, you know, a wall of tons of other businesses, um, and then, you know, ads, and, and, and Google, obviously, is always looking for relevant content. So um, their goal is to serve their users up with the most relevant content to um, where that person lives, what they're searching for, maybe what they've searched for in the past, um, other sites that they visited. 
So as long as they're creating content around the services or the products that they provide, um, Google will will serve that up to their customers in their areas. So creating content can be difficult. Um, Again, it's all about what resources you have, how much budget you have. Um, But it it can be something as simple as, you know, starting a blog and sharing it on your site. Um, I actually knew a company years and years ago um, who they did customized T-shirts. So like, you know, they had a hot press and they would just press the shirts um, based on I love Jimmy or I love whatever. And they started a blog and they called it a fashion blog. And they didn't always talk about customized T-shirts, but they talked about, you know, things that were happening in in fashion um, and in retail. And this blog ended up getting picked up by, I, I can't even tell you, it was like one of the highest trending really? um, fashion blogs. And it wasn't like this high fashion blog. It yeah. was really just about like normal people and, and blogs. So, you know, that's just an example of how you can, if you're really passionate about something or you're really interested in something, start a blog and mm-hmm. put it on your site, share it in your emails. Um, when someone makes a purchase, put a little card in there, like, hey, check out my blog. Um, Other things that you can do, you can do, um, you know, checklists. Maybe you have a retail shop, and so you could create a checklist for Christmas, like some of the top gifts for Christmas based on, you know, grandma, grandpa, kids. Um, Really anything that you feel like would be engaging to your target audience. So that's, again, why it's important to kind of take a look at your customers and the data and figure out who's shopping with you. I think a big part of that is also don't be scared to give away information. I know that that can be scary for people to say, well, if I give away how I do a thing, why are people going to still come to me? Yeah. I know there's a, one of my favorite breakfast places in town. They have started posting recipes for some of their items. I'm never going to make them myself. but right. And even if I did, they would never be as good as they are as theirs. But it's it's just adding another channel and searchability within Google. If someone's looking for whatever that item is. I think it was buttermilk biscuits or something like that. They're delicious. Um, But if someone's searching for that, that's going to show up and it's going to then add credibility to their domain as well. Absolutely. And you you cannot overlook social media here in this area. Um, Things like TikTok, Facebook, you can create tutorials about your product. So maybe you make um, some type of gift. Do a tutorial of how you make that gift. Your, Your most popular seller. Yeah, you might have one or two people who try to do it themselves, but really, like you said, we don't have time for that. Right. But it's really cool to see. It's really engaging. Um, same thing with like a recipe. You know, people love to try to make it at home, but they're still gonna come to your place and and eat that meal. I'm a behind the scenes person. I love seeing how things are made. That's really my first go to of um, any type of media online. So I'm always drawn in by that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I would say the other thing. Um, that cannot be overlooked as video in this day and age. Um, and don't be afraid of it. I think that's the thing. Sure. Business owners feel like it has to be super polished, super produced. Grab your phone, maybe set up a, a light mm-hmm. and just start doing it. Yeah. Um, people will watch a low quality video if the content is what they're interested in. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. That is something that we have, we've harped on quite a bit, especially even just our conversations internally. It's don't, our phones are so good now. It, mm-hmm. You Put something out there. Don't be scared. Any standard is in your own head. It's not, no one's judging a bad low quality video. And sometimes your lowest quality video can be, as long as it's fun and engaging, who cares what it looks like? Yeah. And, you know, YouTube is the second biggest that is, search engine. That so, is true. And uh, Google does a great job of referencing absolutely. the content on YouTube. I agree. Even reading the descriptions and pulling in 
time codes even to say, oh, you're looking for this specific part of a tutorial. It's at six minutes and whatever you click on, it goes right to it. Yep. So that's something they can definitely take advantage of. Some The last trend we're going to talk about, which is obviously we've only talked about four. I know we've got a whole resource bank of things for people to check out. Go to our website. You'll find it all there. Um, but the last one we're going to talk about is flexibility and that fear of just not being, it goes back to a little bit of the video too. Don't be scared to try things. But I think a lot of businesses were caught flat-footed. Not that you could prepare for this at all, but I think a lot of businesses, business owners maybe had their feet in concrete when it came. They weren't able to adapt when things did start to change. So what what does that mean to be flexible as a business owner and going with the flow of, of things? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to be willing to try new things. If you think you had it figured out a year ago, just throw it away. <laughs> because I mean, it's everything is different now. Um, you know, I don't want to say, hey, every new trend that comes out, jump on it. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But um, as you start to see success in your areas, and again, it, it probably will vary based on industry, based on locality. Um, but as you start to see things that are working or becoming popular, um, one of the, I think, big examples is uh, the food delivery services like Grubhub and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, you know, if you aren't doing that, you are missing a ton of customers. So, you know, I think just being open to trying things and to to pivoting a little bit in your strategy for the times, because we have no idea what's going to happen. And I think one of the biggest, um, you know, things that I think about are, you know, holidays. So what does Valentine's Day look like in 2021? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're obviously there's flower delivery, but if you're not able to deliver your services or your products, um, you might want to think that through. Um, Other things, you know, as summer comes back and barbecues, that type of thing, you know, maybe we need to think through, you know, what does that look like, too? Um, so you just looking at, you know, your year and your market and, you know, um, you know, in your industry, what are your really important times of the year? What, where, what's your peak? Um, and be, be open to pivoting and maybe even pivoting in your peak to make sure that you really mm-hmm. capitalize on, um, on, on hitting your target in your market. Absolutely. It's kind of antithetical to what we talk about a lot of like plan, 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 but you also need to have not necessarily a backup plan, but just be ready to throw it all away and start over at any given moment if something happens. Um, you really don't want to miss out on opportunities, um, especially like you said, with all the changes that have happened. I think, like I know I've mentioned it before, but the changes that we've seen within Google is insane, and just the way things have changed overall in marketing just this year alone. I think Google said something that was like ten years worth of change in the last six months. I completely believe it. And so it, it's insane to see how much that's that's all changed. Well, most I think that covers a lot of what we were going to talk about today. Uh, I want to thank you again. I know you're busy for taking time to sit with me and go over this stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had fun. Absolutely. I'm glad. Glad you had fun. <laughs> I know we focus primarily on the service and retail industries, but that doesn't mean that this information doesn't affect all of the industries. Uh, for more in-depth information, please go to our website at revlocal.com. We've got tons of 2021 trend resources there. Be sure to check all of that out. If you have any specific questions, you can always email us at podcast at revlocal.com. And finally, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment, all of that stuff anywhere that you find a podcast. Thanks for listening.